I am desperately looking to implement uh, some of those principles in real life. I mean, uh, transfer uh, the policies uh, like agent uh, cell policies learned in simulation into real life. Uh, I can like uh, speculate about what I think would be the first uh, ways to do that. Like, and so for narrow cell automata, uh, one thing that uh, I like, I'm a little bit uh, unhappy about this model is it's uh, anisotropy. Like all cells, uh, there is this concept that uh, all, they all are aligned. They all have a special direction. Basically, each cell knows where the north is and where the uh, west or east is. And uh, actually, in nature, it also happens because uh, like. Um, structures can align to either like most prominent direction the sun rays are coming from or gravity if you are like in the in the wall or magnetic field so for three-dimensional structure you can think of okay uh, you get a gravity vector and you get a magnetic vector which are probably orthogonal so uh, you can establish this coordinate system uh, but implementing this uh, in a like robot, uh, in a like this uh, vo vox robot cell, actually takes, I'd say, well, this is something I am currently like in the background investigating, and I'm very curious about building actually the uh, like say narrow cell automata cell, so that you can connect them, and uh, in our first publication on narrow say. This grow and see, uh, and then there is a paragraph where we speculate about it, like uh, what would take, uh, how much compute and memory do you need to implement the like single cell? And uh, recently, I found uh, on I think well, there is a company in China that does microcontrollers uh, that cost around I think uh, in in huge quantities you get uh, three cents per microcontroller and they're capable enough so you need like a uh, hundred something byte of memory uh, you need a few kilobytes of read-only memory like hundred something bytes of ram a uh, few kilobytes of uh, rom and then uh, well totally sufficient uh, compute at i don't know one or a few megahertz and you also need uh, some pins to uh, communicate to neighbors but this can be like somehow well that's and then uh, i have a thought of uh, so uh, in the background maybe one day i'll i'll try to hack something and implement like a physical uh, neural ca mm -hmm. that you can like, yeah. uh, well, I think manufacturing one should be hopefully below one dollar. So having like yeah. hundred dollars should buy. Yeah, I, I believe having that in top robotics and robotics in general are really, really game changing. But I guess as you are kind of pushing this thing, still maybe hard to get an answer. Will you try to to think about how can transformation from neural cellular automata of this uh, algorithm to real world? What kind of question do you think maybe? It's kind of the material, maybe, or I don't know, because when you look to nature, they don't have this rigid parts, or how do you do that efficiently? When you see the bees, how they can do this efficiently? Well, uh, 
I don't know much about bees, but uh, the, the type of systems that I, like in my opinion, are the first candidates for implementing those principles, like uh, train something in simulation, deploy in real life. Uh, there is, well, I'm very, very new to this. I learned about this at the end of last year, but turns out there is a whole like movement of uh, programmable uh, DNA reaction chains where uh, even you know uh, programming languages are being developed to like you write a code and then this code gets compiled into uh, sequences of DNA strands and those DNA strands can be then printed on a, those special printers that print DNA and those DNA strands are designed in a way that uh, you synthesize those components, mix them, and then, uh, well, th there is, for example, a paper where they uh, then uh, you drop a few uh, droplets in this solution, and then diffusion starts to happening, and then uh, reaction cascades get triggered, and you get uh, some pattern that, uh, uh, well, basically, those dro initial drops establish the coordinate system, and then uh, this uh, sequence of chemical reactions goes into pattern. What they don't, as far as I understand, know how to do, and that's where I hope uh, we can uh, contribute, is how to make those uh, robust perturbations, how to make those regeneratives regenerative. So now it's uh, those programs are uh, like uh, feed forward cascades so that you, th there are no, they are open, there are no uh, feedback loops that would steer the systems, in, the system into particular desired state. And uh, from, well, like in, in our opinion that uh, this uh, field of engineering self-organization is uh, like pretty much non-existent yet. Uh, like all uh, human technology, technology, all engineering schools are about this, uh, like fit forward process, uh, assembling thing, complex things from simple things, but then uh, basically letting them degrade and just see how fast they degrade and what degrades first, what should we strengthen. So there is no uh, this self uh, regeneration uh, concept of self regeneration in uh, mind, and it's actually pretty hard to design those rules in a way but we think that maybe differentiable programming is the like this shortcut how to achieve those behaviors uh, because typically there are like a lot of uh, people in biology well being biologically minded they uh, always uh, try to use evolution like the, for, for them as far as I understand evolution is like the key principle that's applicable to everything but uh, for some things uh, there are quite impressive uh, results there but uh, what i feel about is that uh, differentiable programming is a kind of this shortcut uh, the taking maybe it's not as powerful uh, as evolution but it's way cheaper to compute and way more controllable so hopefully that might be a shortcut for getting desired behaviors without running like, you know, planet for billions of years.